Next up at the auction is Lot 42. Who wants to bid on this collection of silly voices and, uh, and, and skits and characters trying to make people laugh? A thousand. What if I told you there was also discussion of the news and the week and the things that people had played? Ten thousand. What if I told you which included some, some people who you do not know who are positive to be around and homosexual? Twenty-four quadrillion. Sold! Lot 42 has sold! That is queer and pleasant strangers going to the highest bidder. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and have a catch up and do some questions and some skits and some silly voices. That's us. Just have a bit of a, pos- a pleasant catch up in that, innit? Yeah, pretty much. How's your week been? Uh, unevent- so uneventful I've not really thought about it. It's been, it's been quite quiet. I it, suppose Halloween happened. It's been nice to have a quiet one. Where we just That's had been. like some evenings in watching films and we stuff. Did. We did. We 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 did some. We, uh, yeah, we we had some quiet ones. We we had like quite a nice one out. We went and, yeah. and watched the fireworks. We saw some friends. Saw some fronds. I got to dress up in my awesome Halloween costume. You were very spooky. I was so spoop. And then I came home and we did a, a slightly less spooky Halloween. We're still dressed up, but it wasn't. Quite Quite so bleeding eyes. Yeah, there was no bleeding eyes. No one that wanted to throw up maggots or anything. No coughing up maggots, no. So yeah, it's it's been nice to have a bit of a quieter week this yeah. week. I think we've needed it after the last uh yeah. few months. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So 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 what have you been twiddling your thumbs with? Well I've been twiddling my thumbs with. Um we've been twiddling our thumbs with a thing together the other night. Mm. Uh, so we started playing some of Jackbox Five. Do 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 Yeah. Yeah, so for anyone who's never played the Jackbox games, basically it's a bunch of games you use your phone as the controller to answer them. There are a lot of party games. Generally they're about silly wordplay and the mm-hmm. such. Sometimes drawing. Sometimes drawing, sometimes silly drawings. Um, so we couldn't try all of the games in Jackbox Five because no, Smudge can't operate a controller. No, so being two people and several of the games needing three players, we've not had a chance to try out. I think the ones that like are the most, n- the ones that like I'm excited to find out if they're any good. But we did get to try out. Uh, the new You Don't Know Jack, mm. and a game called Zeepledome. Mm. Do you want to get Zeepledome out of the way first? Not very good, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a game that's like, you, you use your phone to like select angles and catapult these little people around the screen and like try and fire them at these enemies to defeat them. Yeah. Um, It's not really in the spirit of most of the Jackbox games, which are about, hey, here's some silly interactivity between mm. friends. It was trying to turn like what is generally like a silly fun party game of drawing and silly answers and trying to make each other laugh into a sort of co-op platforming catapult game. Well, it's not the first time that they've tried to do like a not-so-silly co-op experience. Um, In Jackbox 4, I think it was, or it it might be in 3, there was a game called Bomb Corps. 
Okay. Or yeah. Bomb Corp. And it was, uh, you, you were working in a bomb defusal company and you had to work together with the other players in the room to defuse bombs, but only, so, each of you only had part of the information required to defuse the bomb. Okay, so like a version of Keep Talking Nobody Explodes, it's... but with everybody's got part of the manual. Yeah, that that's basically the deal. And like that, that was interesting because there was chaos because of the trying to work out what you need to do. Hmm. This was... This is the first time with a Jackbox game that I've played it and gone, this would have been a better game without the phone usage. If, if this had just been using a controller... Yeah, we're just an analogue stick you've sort yeah. of pinged down. It, it, it felt unresponsive because obviously it's having to go from the phone to the internet to the game. Yeah. For a... Not typing things in, but for a moving things in real time. It just didn't feel quite responsive enough no. to be fun. No, and and sometimes I was finding like I didn't have the option to control. It was graying out. Yeah, and I wasn't sure why was that like, was. Have I run out of jumps or or what? It, it wasn't. But there were other times when I could jump, and then while I was still in the air, sort of ping in a different direction. Yeah, it wasn't terribly clear with its own mechanics, which is a shame because the the general concept was actually kind of cute. That it was you're flinging these like people at the aliens, and at the end they're like, "We did it, but we're quite injured as a result." And I was like. It was a cute little idea that just yeah. didn't work. Yeah. But we played some You Don't Know Jack. We did. That, that was better. Yeah, I, I enjoy the You Don't Know Jack games. I, I first played the uh, UK edition of uh, You Don't Know Jack, which came out what, early 90s, I think. Yeah. Um, with uh, Paul Kay as the voice of Jack Cake. Um, and it was very silly and of its time. It's It's very <laughs> much like, it's a quiz show... But not only are the questions silly, the way the questions are asked is sometimes mm-hmm. complicated in that you have mm-hmm. to like decipher what the question is out of yes. a sort of interesting run-up. Yeah, it's it's sort of to, to keep the... What is it they used to say? It's, um, you don't know, Jack, the game where high culture and pop culture collide. Yes, it's you have to sort of... Yeah, the, the, there's often ones where like, Ah, well, what if this pop pop singer, and a reference to their lyrics, but also a reference to this Renaissance painting, what would the answer be? Yeah. And it's it's a lot of fun. I've always enjoyed the You Don't Know Jack games. Yeah. Um, I really like the whole fake streaming service they've got this one mm-hmm. wrapped up in, with its adverts for non-existent... Uh, documentaries that mm-hmm. I would yeah. I would watch a lot of those I, I like that they've got that method because the adverts was always some of the funniest bits on there I found like mm. um, with the original UK edition like as the game ended there were just credits and credit like all different adverts for, for things that were amazing and the idea that they can just take a bunch of stock photos and stick random titles over yeah. what could this be a show and about you might see the same picture multiple times but with different captions. fake title yeah. captions um it reminded me a lot of and this was another jackbox game um bidiots mm-hmm. um when you get the fake adverts for the loan shark company yeah it felt very in that sort of vein of they've learnt to meme they can use the same thing to change different pictures yeah i i do enjoy their fake their fake adverts for mm. what was it binge binge pipe Binge pipe, yes. yeah, yeah, so, a, a sort of slightly menacing <laughs> ISP. I I don't think this is going to change your mind on you don't know Jack if you've not if you've disliked it in the past. No, but if you've enjoyed it in the past, it's more Jack. It's it's more you don't know Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, I I very much enjoyed when we came across the um my what was it my my, my brother, brother my, my brother, brother and, and P. P. 
uh, the the podcast related question. I was like, ah, well done. And there was a nice little sort of behind the scenes bit um, during the credits for that of their different explaining uh, like the ideas they had coming up with that, um, trying to come up with other podcast parody names for that question. Yeah, basically, it was you. It was a dis or that question where you had to work out if it was a podcast or a. Um, was it an incontinence product? An incontinence product. product. Yeah. So and it was a lot they of... They just rattled through this whole list of, of things we could have made of just podcasts. Like, all of the titles were like podcast title and bodily function. Yeah, wasn't there... There was the, there was a couple that I recognised. The one that I remember was The Plop House, which is, that was a, it, which the, is the Flop House, uh, which is another Maximum Fun podcast. I've never listened to The Flop House, but I was like, yeah. I, know that, I know what that reference is. I get this. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I look forward to getting to play the rest of it at some point. Uh, what have you played this week? Um, I've not played a lot. I, I started, for reasons slowly becoming beyond my comprehension, <laughs> I started playing Pokemon Go because Pokemon Let's Go is coming out and yeah. I, uh, I wanted to get a bit of a head start on some mons, so I've been running around with my phone this week and, and trying out the Pokemon Go Plus, because you've got one kicking around that you yeah. weren't using. So How, how were you getting on with that? Because you played some of this when it first came out. Yes, and I was annoyed at the whole concept and the ba- the fact that it wrecked my battery in about 5% <laughs> of a day. It, it wrecked everyone's batteries. Exactly, so I, I, I kind of just stopped caring. Yeah. Um... I think I'm about ready to stop playing this again <laughs> yeah. now. Um, I, I've played it for about a week. I'm about level 21. I've got, you know... You've got a Pokemon got in about... a gym that you've de- that you've defended for a few days. Uh, yeah, like two and a half days. Um, you were in there until this morning. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah. I, I've enslaved many animals to fight for my cause. <laughs> That's how Pokemon works, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've done that. You keep getting the shinies that I can't find. I've got, like, two shinies. I've got a Pinsar and a a Ponita today. Yeah, both of which I'm like, I've not found them yet. You can have the Ponita (laughs) and the Pinsar. I appreciate this offer, but I'm more like, Grumble Game, I put so much time into you. I caught, like, 120 Ponita today. Where's my shiny? See, they're they're trying to encourage me to stay by offering me the shiny thing. Yeah, whereas they're trying to encourage me by not giving me the thing so that I'll keep playing. You're you're already hooked. You'll keep playing no matter what (laughs) they give you. (laughs) I, there's a bit of a curve, isn't there, where they've got to give you very good stuff to get you hooked, and then they've got to stop giving you stuff at a point. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's still Pokemon Go. There's yeah. there's more Pokemon in it. The Pokemon Go Plus becomes less useful as you sort of start to level up because. There's some of the things you'll find you won't be able to catch with a single standard Pokeball, yeah. and it won't throw anything apart from that. It's handy for spinning uh, Pokestops if you happen to live near one, and you can just sit there going, bing, bing, bing. Bing, 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 bing. There you go, I have more balls. That's yeah. tomorrow lunchtime sorted. It's, I've definitely found that a useful tool for just, like, so that I don't have to buy balls, I can just be like, bing, 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 yeah. there we go. Yeah. Um, it's... And with with the, with the new one, I I was reading from the the like news this morning. Or was it this morning or yesterday about the Pokemon Go Plus ball thing? Yes, and that'll spin your Pokestops for you. Yeah, if you've got a Pokemon in it, I believe. Ooh, shiny! Yeah. So, I that that game continues to be like my jam because the entire point of that game is just 
collect the things, fill in the, the, the fill in the virtual sticker album with all the things, and I'm like, this is this is the particular virtual sticker album that I like a lot. So I I play a lot of that game. I'm very glad you enjoy it. It's not really for me though. No, that's fair. That's... But hopefully you'll enjoy Pokemon Let's Go a little bit more because that yeah. actually has like a world to run around in and battles to do and things. I want a tiny Bidoof friend. <laughs> I don't think you can get a Bidoof but in, so sweet. in, in uh, Let's Go because it's Gen 1. But... Fine, Bulbasaur it is. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure you can probably find one of those. Although if it's Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, surely my starter is automatically going to be one of those. Uh, your, as I understand it, your starter is whichever version of the game you get, but I'm pretty sure we've seen Bulbasaur, Squirtle and Charmander in trailers, so presumably, I would guess it's probably a bit like Yellow, in that you can probably get them from places in the world. Mm-hmm. But... That is, I cannot confirm. Yellow's the only one I've really spent any time with, and that was some years ago. I yeah. dread to think how many now. Yellow, yellow is like, has a, a place in my heart, yellow. I like the way it had that dig- digital voicing for Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, have you played anything else this week? Uh, that, that one was me, what you do? Uh, I played some more Dark Souls on the Switch. Ah, yes, um, I saw Continues to be very enjoyable. It's a good port of Dark Souls. I cannot, I still cannot change around the A and B button functions in menus, and that upsets me greatly. I, it's weird that that's just like uh, there's that small section of like six options that are completely locked. Yeah, no, like in the options menu, it's like you can change the bindings for a lot of things, but you can't change the A and B for accept and decline in menus, and that and seems... you can't change the is it the items on yeah, the website? It seems so weird when they otherwise offer you key rebinding. I can kind of understand why not the ones on the left side because that obviously matches where the screen displays are for those items, but... Yeah, but, like, A and... Yeah, it's so weird to not let you switch around, like, make A, B, accept, and B as decline. Hmm. Um, Yeah. You played anything else? Uh, I played a game called Townsman. Oh, this one. (laughs) Um, It reminds me of, like, a browser medieval city building game. I know there was one popular recently like within the last couple of years that a lot a lot of people in offices play um <laughs> the sort of thing where it's like it will load on facebook on my phone or not whatever. even on facebook like it'll load in a browser and you can just sit there on google and play it if nice. you happen to have nothing better to do <laughs> um and i've seen people play that sort of thing and they just seem to be like little very fairly simple city builders um i started playing this i thought you know what it's a city builder uh, might it be a good idea to sort of get a feel for things. I hit up the tutorial. I've been playing the game for about five or six hours. I'm currently on chapter five of the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't letting you, like, you could see what the next step of the tutorial was going to be and it wouldn't let you just do the thing. Yeah, I think, like, chapter four or something had this whole thing about learning to do, like, a food supply chain. And they were talking about how, like, oh, your your fisherman can't, cope with the amount of people in the city on his own so you need to get uh, you need to start making uh, bread the first thing you'll need to do is get somebody to harvest all this wheat with the wheat they've they've harvested uh, you'll need to rebuild the mill because that burnt down last year um so you start building the mill and you're like well I'm going to need a bakery next I've got enough resources I'll just pop by the old build menu there and and no no I can't do that no I can't oh, okay 
So I'll just whack the game in five times speed for about two or three minutes. And then, <laughs> and then I get to build the bakery. That's awesome. And then I'll just wait for that to happen as well. Hooray! And then uh, yesterday I had like a much longer chain of things to do. And it just went on and on and on. It, was like, it just ah. sounds like pulling teeth a little bit. Uh, maybe it's a bit different once you actually start the game and you can do things simultaneously. But at this point it's like... There are things in here that you wouldn't necessarily think to do if you didn't yeah. really understand sort of medieval villages. Yeah. Like, but... you need charcoal, so you need to build a burner, and then other people need that charcoal for, other, for making, for, like, smelting. Yeah. And um, so you can make iron bars as opposed to just having iron ore kicking around. Yeah. And then you can do, build tools with that, and, like, and then, so you need a tool workshop to build tools. And it's just one thing after another going on yeah. and on and on and on. In a not particularly interesting way so far. And there's this, there's, it's a tutorial and it's got a plot to it. Huh. I think this this tutorial could have been sort of sorted out a bit if they'd just gone, hey, you need this to make this and this to make this and this to make this. This is basically how it works. Or, or even you need this to get food. This will get you started. Here is a thing which will give you like a nice tree of what everything needs to run everything yeah. else. Rather than the overly complicated version they have at the moment. And I think that would be sort of handy for later on, because... Yeah, something to be able to reference back to. Yeah, just like, just a just nice little tech tree. You yeah. need these, this is how it works. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I have a little bit of experience with um, with Townsman. Not this version of the game, but at Gamescom I played a VR tech demo they had for Townsman VR. Mm. And... It was a one little island plopped in the middle of the ocean, and I could like pull my hands apart to like zoom in, or push them together to zoom out, or I could grab clouds and push them together to make a thundercloud, and I could pick up things, and like, I could pick up a fish, and then drop it back in the water. So much more of a god game than a city building. Yeah, it was a lot more god... Well, you could do city building things. Okay. Like, you could build things and pick where to place them and then like watch the, the people go and build the thing and hmm. do their routine. Like, I think you could pick up unassigned townspeople and just like drop them on a location and they would become okay. the type of worker for that location. Okay, so but, part god game, part city building. Yeah, it was a little bit of both, but like it was clearly a sandbox tech demo that didn't really have any aim, like, it wasn't, it was lacking any kind of interconnectedness between these parts or any kind of goal or anything. Oh. It was, it was odd. It was an, imp it was a visually impressive tech demo, but there wasn't enough game for me to know if this was gonna be a good game. Hmm. Yeah. Hashtag disappoint. Hmm, so what else have you played? Uh, since last week's episode, I have played Delta Rune, which I feel we're about a week away from it. I don't feel it's too... over the twenty-four hours. I don't feel bad talking minor conceptual spoilers for this. This is Toby Fox, the guy who made Undertale. It's his new game. Um, it it is. It was very confusing what it was because you boot it up and it's like, oh, this is Undertale two. It's a sequel to one of Undertale's ending? No, no, okay, no. None of this makes sense. What is this? According to Toby Fox, it's like an alternative universe separate... St it's kind of Majora's Mask-y. You will see a lot of the characters you know from the first game, mm -hmm. but in very different remixed contexts. Okay. And 
even if a character looks like someone you know from that previous game, it doesn't necessarily mean that they know who you are or that their relationships to other people are the same. Okay. Does that does that make sense? It like, makes sense. I mean, I understand the concepts that you're saying. Yeah. I don't know how that fits into the concept of the world in which it's said. Um, there, there's, there's, there's a reasonable thing. Like, Undertale, a big part of the plot is timelines keep getting messed with, characters keep going back in time and, like, completely rewriting the timeline, and as such... This you mean players finishing the game and doing a new game plus? Pretty well, pretty much. But also, like, there are characters within the universe where, like, not only the player did that, but characters in the world did it too before you got there. Okay. Like, Undertale's universe very much exists in a world where, like, people worked out how to go back and try again mm. with the universe, and like, it's canon that a lot of different permutations of lives for these characters have occurred. Okay. So the assumption for players right now is basically this is another Undertale timeline that happened, mm. which is like in this timeline, this character and this character never met for whatever reason and things like that. But yeah. basically it's it's longer than people expected. It's free. It's two and a half hours long. It is a completely new Undertale mechanics game with a bunch of new stuff in it, like a party system, and you can give commands to other party members. And, and attacks can happen in the overworld. Yeah, there's a lot more attacks happening in the overworld type stuff. There is uh, mechanics where by getting very close to being hit, but not actually being hit, gains you points that you can use for a magic system. It's, what, is this burnout? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it feels a little burnouty, but it... I had a lot of fun with Deltarune. Um, it's clearly trying to be very different to Undertale. Um, okay. Where Undertale was very much a game about choice and about there are lots of different ways you can choose to go about this. Mm -hmm. Deltarune from the very beginning hammers home to the player. You you don't you don't ultimately have as much choice in life as you might feel you do. Hmm. And it seems like this game's plot and mechanics are perhaps trying to do the opposite of Undertale. They're trying to reinforce a sort of false agency, perhaps? Hmm. It's it's interesting. It's, I, I don't want to spoil too much, but that seems to be the tone they're going for, but there's a lot of very fun Undertale combat in there. Um... <laughs> What? I, I would okay. struggle to if, call if you like, combat in If you Undertale. like the kind of bullet helly <laughs> RPG stuff in Undertale, this is a this is a very smart evolution of that. Um there I don't know how I feel about it currently, because hmm. it, it ends on a big old cliffhanger. <gasps> it's it's teased as chapter one of Delta Rune, and hmm. according to Toby Fox, he's been working on this like he if you go and look at the game files, some of the game files for like character text go back to like twenty twelve. So like six or so, five, six years old, some of this stuff. And he's like, I've been working on this for years. I don't know if I will ever finish this if I don't get a team in, but I've never had a team work for me and I don't know if I will be any good at directing a team. So mm. I want this game to happen, but we'll see how making a team goes. But the plan is to maybe have this be one big experience eventually. But he's just like, here's a two and a half hour self-contained first chunk of it hmm. that you can like you can play this and finish it and even if the rest of those chapters never come out this will still in its own right be a really good enclosed Toby Fox game, Toby Fox game. so uh -huh. 
If you like Toby Fox games, it's free. Go play it. Hmm. I highly recommend it. I had I had a really interesting time with it. I'm glad. Yeah. You played anything else? No, that was it. I was going to say, it seems like a bit of a, sh- a sort of a shareware thing really going on with there. Yeah. Where will you be paying for the first chapter and then... So, if if he finishes it, mm-hmm. uh, the plan is to have all the chapters be a single paid experience. So oh. you will pay and have all the chapters at once, and it won't, it won't be released like episode by episode or anything. Oh. It was, here's two and a half hours. Here's the rest did, of it. Did you all like it? Should I try and make a team to finish this? What what do what do? Um, so yeah, I think that's everything we've played. That's then everything we played. So, so. hello, Smudge. I'm home from work. Meow. How, how how are you doing, Smudge? Hungry. I uh, but J- Jane, have you fed Smudge? Yeah, she's lying to you. Have, have you been fed already, Smudge? I'm hungry, man. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure that Jane didn't just feed you? I'll rub my face on you because I'm, I'm not so hungry. Look at me, I'm wasting away. <laughs> I'm wasting away. <laughs> I think that you've got quite a bit. I think you've got enough of a belly on you. You're going to be all right, Smudge. No, we so floof. I'm very floof of belly, but don't touch. I'm <laughs> no, touch on the floof. <laughs> Starving, meow. Look at the eyes, meow. Look, look, I'll come and stand in front of the cupboard. <laughs> I see you standing in front of the cupboard. Ja- yeah, this Jane, is where the food lives. Be, you've, you fed her, right, Jane? Yes, I fed her. Yeah, see, Smudge, I can communicate with Jane. She's told me that she's fed you. But but look, what if, what if I had not been fed, this is where the food would be. So if you open the, the, the cupboard, we'll say nothing more about it. Well... <laughs> Good try, Smudge. It's not gonna work. Do you want to cuddle? Well, okay. Right. Well, we are here today for another uh, personal training session. Are you feeling ready? Are you feeling ready today? I'm. I'm. I'm ready. Yeah. Are you feeling ready to push yourself to the metaphorical limits of what you can achieve? Um, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, 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 yeah. Fantastic. Right. First up today is that washing up that's been in the sink for about three days. We're going to get that done. Are you ready? Uh, I can't hear you. Yeah. Come on. Let's chuck some water in there. Go. Turn that tap on. Turn that tap on. Okay. Oh, there we go. There we go. You have got this. You have got this. Oh, I see you. You're, you're, you're washing the plate. You're washing the plate. Putting yeah. it on the rack. Look at you go, personal best, fantastic. Right, next we've got clearing up those bits of clothing that are in the uh, the uh, living room. Oh. I know, I know, but look, you're going to feel so great when you just push through. You're going to push through that barrier, you're going to get through it, and it's going to be, it's, you're going to do great. Okay. Right, right, you got okay. this? Yeah. Go. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's one piece of clothes, two pieces of clothes, three pieces of, oh, that's four pieces of clothes. Found another sock. Found another sock, five pieces of clothes. Look at you go, you are on this. Yeah. How, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You're feeling good? Feeling good, absolutely. Fantastic. Right, see you next time, personal training session. See you next time. I'm going to clean the toilet. Ah. So, <gasps> what have you 
watched this week? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know this. I know this. We've, we watched a few things. We did. We, we, did. we watched uh, We watched Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah, that's a horror film. Isn't that? We saw. That's my speed of horror film in that, like, it wasn't... Not too much of the film was too overly gory and tense. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Like, there was a few, like... There was some tension in it. Yeah. And there it was wasn't some, like, terribly well played. But... No. And there was, like, oh, that's that's some, like, gross people melting into bugs stuff going on and things. But yeah. I could handle that kind of yeah. horror film. I mean, I like that sort of... Not... The kind of horror films I like tend to be a bit more psychological and less of the gornography. Yeah. Like, I don't mind seeing someone's face burnt off when they're messing around with um, hair grips or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I don't want an entire film of, hey, look, we're just butchering people. Look at us butchering people. Isn't that horrific? No, that's kind of boring. I can live with gore if it seems like it's serving a purpose. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. I kind of enjoyed the first Saw film. It was yeah. it was a bit like horror gory, but like it was for a purpose. It felt like the gore was used to hit home a point. Yeah, and it it and and the story was interesting. Yeah, go beyond the first Saw film, and it does just become torture porn. But yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, I don't mind. I don't mind a person like grotesquely mel- melting into insects. Mm. If it's for a point, which it was yeah. in in yeah. Halloween three, although there are some dodgy as heck Irish accents in that film. <laughs> oh, the entire town is just like, oh wait, hey, oh, top of the morning, we're Ireland it town. It was a little bit lardy dardy. Oh, we got our silver done. shamrock, and we're lardy dar Ireland town. It did seem a little bit like everyone was the strongest Irish stereotype they could be in shamrock yeah. town. Yeah, 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 a little bit. It, it was an interesting story, and and yeah. they do some interesting it, things with it. It doesn't feature Michael Myers, apart from in an advert for the first Halloween film. Yeah, no, apparently the first Halloween film is canon in the third Halloween film. It yeah. exists in that universe. It, we, we sat down to watch it and I was like, okay, so here's what I know about the plot of Halloween 1. And you were like, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about Michael Myers, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I will say it's a, it's predictable. Like, the what, first... What, you predicted that they... Okay. they Stolen the thing and done okay. the thing okay. with it. No, what I will say is the first time that that jingle played, I was like, "Oh, that's a villain. That's a villain in it. That's the bad guys." Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but it's, to be fair, it's... the way they use that jingle. Yeah, no, it, it's it clever. becomes more and more terrifying. It's, it is clever what they do with it, even if they signpost their villain incredibly early. But like, I guess that's. I think that's part point. of the tension because you—it's—it's it's yeah. dramatic irony. It's, you know that they're bad. I—I I know that this thing is bad, but I don't know why it's bad. Like, if I was in that universe, I could go. Something's fucking wrong with with this jingle. I can't tell you what, but 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 don't don't trust them. Yeah. That's yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Like the the growing tension of every Are time they sort shit out every not? time this repeats. The positivity of it gets more unsettling, and I don't know if they change the tone of it at any point in the in the film, but by the end it becomes quite sinister. I think it's the context perhaps makes it sound more sinister as it goes. Yeah, I remember I first watched it when I was way too young. It was randomly on television around Halloween, funnily enough, um, and I, I remember it sort of walking past a room and hearing it on. Like a couple of years later, and being really freaked out. Yeah, I I can see how even if I hear that tune without the the lyrics over it, 
And it's not even the... It's that... Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a good pick of horror film Thank that you did on the Halloween night. You Thank found you. one that was right in my wheelhouse of what I was good with. It's one of my favourite Halloween films. I think I need to see some more of your favourite Halloween films because you, you have a good handle on my Halloween tastes, I think. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed. So, what have you watched? Uh, well, we watched another thing together. <laughs> we watched lots of things this week. We watched Thor Ragnarok together. We did. It was good. That was, that was, a, that was a good, enjoyable film, wasn't I, it? I enjoyed that. I got to see more Loki. Um, it had a, it, that film's got a really good pace to its comedy, hasn't it? Is. It is. It's very... It's bright and colourful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's comedic. Yeah, it's just like very positive... Oh, positive fun like not nothing in it is particularly mean true I mean we did have to see it's... Mark Ruffalo but apart from that we we did which is a shame but like I, I thought like the action scenes were really like good and dramatic mm. and had some good cuts in them yeah, yeah. it was nice it was colourful the, the sh- like spaceship design and things like that and world design it's, is really interesting it's by far the best Thor film mm. like it's the only Thor film I would ever want to rewatch yeah yeah, I did briefly consider watching the first one again recently, just because I'd forgotten it. Yeah, which clearly says a lot if, about the first. If you thought. fancy rewatching it, I'll rewatch it with you. Yeah. I don't remember disliking it; I just don't remember it. And then we spent what was it half an hour going? What do you remember from Thor two? Um, we didn't remember much at all. Here is my summary, as best I understand it. Let let us know by tweet or whatever <laughs> how correct or incorrect I am. I'm pretty sure. And I don't actually remember this happening, but I remember we- reading a Wikipedia, I think. Um, Christopher Eccleston is a dark elf, and all the planets are going to line up, and he's going to steal the sun. I think that was the plot. He wants, okay. like, eternal darkness for the dark elves. Oh. Do, on what system? Oh, I love the GameCube version. <laughs> sure. Um... I remember something about Loki being like like an ice giant rescued by Odin at the end of some battle or something. I, I think that's the film where at the end Loki kills and replaces... Uh, well, not kills. Uh, replaces... Replaces Odin. Odin, yeah. I only know that from the context of watching the beginning of the third one. <laughs> yeah. I know, that, I know that Odin has been gotten rid of. I think it happens on screen at the end. Mm. Like, we get a thing where Odin's on screen and then it, like... Thor walks away and it's like, ah, it was Loki. But dun 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 dun. dun. What about you? What you watch? Um, um, we watched the fireworks. We watched the fireworks. It's fun. It's very nice. We took we took a walk up up a hill in pitch black with some torches. Yeah. Very some wrapped up. Very some wrapped marshmallows. up. There was cinnamon in the hot chocolate. It was great. It was cinnamon hot chocolate. <laughs> I made it special. We we walked up the top of this big hill where we get a really nice view over our local area. Yeah, and it's all nice and flat that side. I, th- I think we 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 expected like it's either gonna be really busy or there's gonna be no one there. And, and when there was no one there, when there was no one there, it's like is that because it's a terrible view or because like it's, it's... awkward and cold? <laughs> I think it's just because it was awkward and cold. We had a lovely night. We just watched all the the. All these disparate fireworks shows in the distance. Yeah, and had some lovely chats and, and yeah. sipped our hot chocolate with lovely marshmallows. They were all sort of far enough away we weren't getting too much noise from them. Not too we much just noise, sort of... but all the pretties. Yeah, just seeing like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's, there's a pretty. Look at that. that. We think we could see something like, overall, I think we could see something like seven or eight different 
displays. Consecu- some of them back gardens, some th- of them probably. I think displays. there were seven or eight consecutive ones yeah. through most of that time. There was yeah. always a few things happening. That yeah, was really cool. Yeah. What have you watched? We watched another film together. <gasps> uh, we watched Kingsman the Golden Circle. We did. Uh, a film that, like, if you cut out, like, one subplot in the middle that's, like, five to ten minutes long, yeah. it would be, like, one of my favourite films. It would it would be the Bond film I always wanted. I, I think, like, we could probably make a director's cut of this that is, like... Like oh, a yeah. fan edit. Yeah, we could make a fan edit that would be... Okay, there's one subplot in the middle of this spy film where it's, like, oh, that's a little not-consenty-of-sex boundaries. Yeah. Um, but, like, take that away... Yeah. It was a very funny film. It had humour, it had interesting action scenes, it had um, cool gadgets, yeah. and that's basically all I've ever wanted from, from like that kind yeah. of movie. Like It's it's combat. Yeah. It, its action scenes are very well done. Yeah, there's there's um, some nice sort of um, emotional scenes yeah. in the characters, and that, yeah, it's good. I, I liked the sort of twists and turns of the plot, and mm. the sort of we're not entirely sure who to trust or not Yeah, in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked the villain's motivation in that film. Yeah, that was really interesting. Like, I don't necessarily agree with the way she went about it, but, like, her end... We sat and discussed this after we, did. we finished. We were like... Uh, you, were, you were like, I really like her, and I'm like, yes, but what is her slippery slope? But, like, here's the thing. If we just go off what's in the film... Yeah. Her end goal, as stated in the film, is a thing where I'm like... I agree. I agree that that should be a thing. I agree that should be a thing. I'd have, I'd have, I'd have been happy if she'd, if 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 her end goal was purely what was shown in the film. Mm. I kind of would have liked her to win, yeah, and to get what she wanted, yeah. Because if she got what she wanted, like what would have happened then? Nothing bad would have come of it. Like. So long as she didn't go and then do an do a evil plan afterwards. Yeah. As long as there wasn't a slippery slope to yeah. fall down. If if it was just okay, I did it. I'm happy. I, I did my spend evil... too long on the freaking internet, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Because I immediately see it, see the thing. This character is is essentially the antagonist, and I suppose they were quite brutally killing people. Yeah. No, like which makes me think that perhaps there was more. This to is it. it. Like she kills multiple people on her way to this end goal, and mm-hmm. that is like, and she puts a lot of lives at risk. Mm. Like she's willing to play god with a lot of people's lives to get what she's after. But I ultimately think that she's right with what she's going for, and that like she's she's not the shitty one in the exchange that ha- the president is the. She, yeah, she's yeah. almost an anti-hero. She's <laughs> she's almost an anti-hero with the president being the villain, and I don't think that they're. I think their projection of what the president would do when faced with this uh, this antagonist. If it, we were talking about someone like the current president, I yeah. think you'd probably be right. I think that I think that Donald Trump would do exactly what this president did. And worse. Yeah. He'd probably start shooting them. I That's the thing. I wish that that one kind of no sex consent thing was removed. Yeah. Because take that out. This film is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's... And like, even with that in there, I will sort of grin and bear that Yeah, I reckon section. you could hack like 15 minutes out of that film. You would... There would be one action scene that you would lose because it just wouldn't make any sense anymore. But I think you could largely get around the rest of the film with that that just cut out. Yeah. I think 
I think you could definitely find a way of cutting, doing a fan edit of that that would be one of my favourite films. Yeah. Might even try that at some point. Mm. Might try putting one together. I do enjoy a fan edit. Yeah. You watched anything else this week? No. I watched you play Dark Souls. I don't think that counts. I don't think that counts because we already mentioned it. (laughs) And in that case, time for this. Laura, Laura, we've got another sponsor! Another sponsor! All these sponsors, who are we sponsored by this week? This week, we have been sponsored by Gooey Roll. <gasps> you can get all the latest hentai on demand, ad-free, 24 hours a day in high quality, with high quality st- subs and streaming at 1080p. What if you prefer your hentai in dub? Do they have the dubs as well? You can do subs <gasps> and dubs. Subs and dubs, are they simulcast? Can I watch my hentai the same day it airs in Japan? Absolutely! Fantastic! We've got titles such as Egg Implant 3 Tentacles, Tentacles, Tentacles 6 Honey, I don't think that's my tentacle Darling, I'm pretty sure it is (laughs) 2 What's that goo? Demon Fuck Beast from Another Dimension and Sally Ah, wonderful, what a classic I've seen all 67 I can't wait till they release number 69. Hey! <laughs> so that's Gooey Roll? That is Gooey Roll, but you can just head over there to uh, gooeyroll.squish and uh, just click the microphone at the top and enter the code Q and PS42 to get 10% off your first month of all that good quality hentai. Gooey, gooey, gooey roll. You'll know that you've put the code in correctly if it makes a squelch sound. Welcome, one and all, to this year's 2018 Office Olympics. That one time of year when head office bosses are coming in and everyone needs to take part in activities to get the office back in order. What's our first event? First event today will be Olympic recycling emptying. We've got uh, we've got uh, Dave from Accounts who's going to be going round... Uh, uh, collecting up as much recycling as possible. They'll be facing off against Brian from HR, and they'll be emptying the confidential recycling. So actually, a, a much harder challenge there. Oh, indeed, and he's off to a fantastic start. Dave, from the looks of it, he looks like he's going to try and do the entire recycling in a single trip. That means we're taking three recycling bins at once. Sure, he's slowing down because of it. Maybe it'd be quicker to do it in three separate loads, but Dave is intent on doing this in one trip, and he's he is giving it a proper good go. Oh, and uh, I can see that uh, Patricia from accounting has actually flagged him down. Oh, goodness. She's got so much stuff, and it hasn't even been shredded yet. It hasn't been shredded yet at all, so that's going to that's gonna really sit him back slightly. Hopefully that won't affect his lap time too much. Uh, switching over to uh, one of the other events, we've got the 400-metre paperwork finishing dash. Um, we have got several of our team... Actually, pretty much most of the people in the office are competing in this particular event because they have a large stack of paperwork and have really not put them to touch it. Yes, it it seems that uh, most of the office have in fact spent so long watching the uh, the Olympics that have been events that have been going on today. We had uh, we had Pamela do that amazing five hundred yard dash and leap to attempt to grab a cup of coffee cup that was falling off the side of somebody's desk and they and she did absolutely stunning with a, a gold in that 
Indeed, but seeing all the people who have fallen behind on their work because they're watching does make me think perhaps Olympic-style events were not the most productive way to get the office clean. No, no, and uh, I I suppose that uh, we only have ourselves to blame, but we do look a little bit of uh, dramatic tension in the office. Indeed. Join us in 2019 when we once again have to do this event because we once again forgot to keep on top of our shit. So? So? What have you inserted into your ear holes? Uh, I've listened to some new music this week. <clears throat> Ooh, I, some new music? I listened to I Was an Island by Alison Weiss. Uh, it's sort of a a little bit acoustic uh, punk rock track with a sort of distorted femme vocal track. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a song about... Being w- about how being with someone that you love can make it hard to go back to being alone. Mm. That once you sort of realise what it can be like to have someone else very deeply intertwined in your life, that mm. you can be like, well, this is it now. Um, yeah, ah, that I ah, got me. I got a bit of a hole in my soul. Got a bit. Of, got a bit of me. What needs intertwining now? Aww. Um, it's it's a, it's a really sweet little track. Um. Mm. What about you? What are you listening to? Uh, I think we should do all of yours and then all of mine, because all of mine are very related. Okay, well, I will go through all of mine pretty quickly. Um, uh, there's another track called Never Meant by Tanner Swift. It's another acoustic rock track, uh, this time with a more masculine vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of just a track about regretting times in your life that you've unintentionally hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of just... It doesn't change the fact that it happened, but I I never meant for these things to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit a little bit somber, but I liked it. Yeah. Um, there was another one called "All My Friends" by uh, Ren. Mm-hmm. Femme vocals, sort of a laid back, bouncy kind of beat about wanting to <sighs> wanting to just kind of forget about the world and get a bit fucked up with friends and. How that can be tricky when you are on the outside edges of a social group where, like, you aren't really a core part of the group that you're with. Mm. It's it's an interesting track. It's a little bittersweet, but yeah. I enjoyed it. Hmm. What about you? What things you listen to? I've listened to lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of ambient mixes. Ooh. Uh, I've just been feeling the need to not focus too much on news, not focus too much on... Uh, an election I don't even have a vote in, um, uh, and the, the the all the other badness. So I've gone with uh, lots of ambient. I've been listening to um, the relaxation meditation ambient music channel on Ooh. YouTube, and also uh, a channel just called Ambient. Um, so on the first one, I've been listening to uh, calm space amb- calm space ambient music. Uh, I don't know if they're all called that. It's about a three-hour mix. It's very nice and chill. Nice. Just, just, just good. Something to zone out to, and it's good if you're writing. I, I like a bit of ambient. Something with no lyrics. Something a bit too, a bit chill. You can sort of switch off, and it all sort of flows together in a nice, nice, soft, comforting mush for the ears. Um, I, I can certainly appreciate the need for that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And on the ambient channel, I listen to three mixes, Infinite, Daydream, and Afterglow, and I would definitely recommend all three of those, uh, specifically Infinite. So there we go! Ah, that's everything I've listened to. That's everything I've listened to. 
Well then, time for this. Coming soon on the Wealth Network, the channel for the mega rich. There's only a few weeks left until Thanksgiving. That can only mean one thing, the miniature purge that is Black, Black Friday. Friday. Watch people much poorer than you beating the shit out of each other live at opening time. We've sent out advertising for ridiculously low prices on TVs that you wouldn't force your dog to watch. And our Twitter bots have been riling up the masses to fight to the death just to throw money into your pocket in an event so brutal you won't even need to purge the electoral register. Don't forget to tune in all this week to watch live footage of people sleeping on the streets just for a chance to buy an iPad that's actually much cheaper online. That's right, it's Black, Black Friday. Dum-dum-dum. <gasps> it's RPG time. Oh no, what's happening now? Have you got your dice? I have a die. Good. You find yourself standing in front of a large wooden door. <gasps> Ooh, what's the rest of the room like? It's largely black. Oh, okay. I... I attempt to open the door. You open the door and inside is a large white space that looks to be very cushiony and soft. <gasps> oh, I'm going to run in and jump into this room. It looks very comfy. Okay, you run in and jump in and you bounce off the floor and <gasps> it's all bouncy and squishy and lovely. And there's uh, really sort of nice squishy like blankets and cushions <gasps> and duvets. And, and this, this is amazing. I feel like I've won the campaign already. And And you see... In, sort of, to one side of the room, a large white fuzzy blob. Hello! Uh, roll to hello. I've got a plus to hello. Got a positive hello. So, um, you, you, you say hello, not, not too loud as so as to disturb anything, but you notice that the, 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 the white fluffy blob is, is, is breathing, and, and it seems to make a little snuffle. Uh, and it, it sort, of, sort of unfurls itself into this large, sort of, about sort of slightly bigger than a bear cub. Um, but it's got very long pile fur, almost like as long as a Malamute. Um, uh, but it is sort of perfect white. You get the impression it's like sort of um, uh, polar berry with the, with the hollow fibres so that they... They, they just yeah. show up and light because of all the other weight around you. Mm. And it's it's all big and soft and purry. And it has a little snoot uh, and these little little black bead, beady eyes and, and lots of fur all over. And these, these big sort of pointy, almost like, um, you know, fairy foxes? <gasps> yeah. Not quite real foxes, but fairy fox type ears. Yeah. And, and, and it sort of like does a little uh, yawn at you. Ah. <clears throat> and what you can do. Uh, I want to befriend, befriend this thing so I can do a petting and a snoogling. Roll to befriend. Plus! Okay, uh, success. The snuggly floof makes a purring noise as you try to pet it. Oh. What do you want to do? Snoogle with the, the floof. Okay, roll to snoogle. Oh, oh no, it's a minus. Oh no. Okay. I failed you, my snoogle. You start to, you start to, to snoogle. Um, but you you slightly uh, poke it a bit hard, oh, no. and, and it, it retracts back, oh, no. and it covers its eyes because uh, uh, you have done a frighten, and, and it's it's shaking ever so slightly. Can I apologise? Okay, roll to apologise. Okay, Neutral. yeah, you 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 apologise. It still looks a little bit unsure, but it, it's sort of not hiding behind its paws anymore. Oh, no. 
can can you understand me, friend? Uh, it sort of looks, tilts its head at you. It doesn't seem to have any sort of understanding of your language, though. Um, can I offer my hand out and see if it will come to me? Okay, so you hold your hand out, and it does a little sniff of your hand. And then does a little lick, lick, lick of your hand. <gasps> can I investigate? What is this thing? Roll to investigate the thing. Oh. Uh, neutral. It's a floofy thing. It's a floofy thing. It's a floofy thing. <laughs> okay. What else? Do you want to do anything else with the thing? I I don't I don't know what else there is I can do. Would you like to try? <laughs> uh, last attempt. I'm gonna try and lie down, and sort of put my hand towards it and see if that makes me seem less threatening, so that I can befriend it. This... Are you lying face down or face up? Sort of on my side, I think. Just sort of getting laid okay. laid out. So you're lying down on your side next to it. Uh, okay. Uh, it 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 rolls over to sort of face you, and uh, it puts its 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 front paws and its back paws, or arms and legs. You're not quite <laughs> sure. They're both about the same length, and it sort of puts them towards you, and there's a little shuffling motion, <gasps> and all its fur jiggles as it floofs. Have I made friends with a floofy thing? I don't know. Roll, roll to see if you made friends with a floofy thing. A plus. Okay. Uh, it rolls on its back and exposes its fuzzy <gasps> jum-jum. I, I have learnt from Smudge I should not attempt to do anything here. So you're just going to leave it there? <laughs> um, uh, floofy thing, is it okay if I touch your tumkin? It gives you a Make a motion as if I'm going to do it and see how it responds. It does gives you a sort of sideways look. So okay, I'm going to take. The I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to touch the tumkin. Yay! You you touch the floof and it is so soft and fuzzy and woo and it's so lovely and and you it does little purrings as you as you do the thing and a little sort of almost a giggle oh. and and you have befriended the floof congratulations thank you there you go that is the <laughs> snuggly rpg uh the uh the the down download for that will be available nowhere <laughs> just just think of snuggly floofs and you two can play snuggly floof rpg <laughs> question time stop for questions What's the questions? You'll have to give me a second. Uh, this one is a different page from where all, all the other things oh, are. Oh no, you've got to change the page. Oh no, that's that's the skits for later. Anberry <laughs> uh, Soft Friend. I love that name. <laughs> um, if you were a plush, what kind of would you be? Huh. If you were a stuffy, what would you be? Hmm. That's a tough question. Have you got an answer? Bunny! I want to be a bunny with big flops ears. Can I be a bunny too? Yeah. yeah. i tell you what, if we were both bunny with big flops ears, then we could have that bunny ear fight from last week's questions. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Perfect answer. Perfect. Uh, Jamie, be good. Um, if you were a Transformer, what would your alternate mode be? Oh, okay. So one of my forms is me, the human, mm-hmm. humanoid, and I transform into something. Mm-hmm. Ha! Huh. Mm. I would transform into a butt. Very on brand. Yeah. And now I feel bad about my answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good. I, I I like that you would be a butt. What what sort of powers would the butt have? Jiggling powers. Very, very comfortable to to sit down on. <laughs> Does um, one sit on a butt? 
I don't know. I'm in sat, that, I'm sat on my butt right now. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I should have gone with tentacles. I don't know why I didn't. You, Clearly, you I, can still do that. No, it's okay. I, I suggest that I would be a mo- mobile water cannon for use by the Antifa. So that they could uh, could uh, could have a bit of a bit of a fight back if there happened to be any sort of uh, direct action that was was going a bit squiffy uh, due to say some sort of fascist enforcing police force wherever in the world that happened to be. I've made it all very political again. Barbara, Barbara and Nicole Pitts would like to know um, objectively ter- terrible piece of non-game media that because of one or two ideas or one well-executed uh, bit you enjoy. Hmm. I don't know if this necessarily has any good bits, but a, an objectively terrible piece of media that I love that's not video games. Uh, the very first Power Rangers movie. It's objectively terrible and I love it. Ooh. I love that terrible film. With the entire villain being just, I made purple goop. It makes parents go evil. <sighs> Kids have got to stop them. That sounds... I, I need to watch that film with you at some it's, point. It's... The villain, the villain Ivan Ooze, I feel like if they remade that film, Jim could do a really good job as the villain. There we go, a start of petition on change.org. <laughs> to get Remake Jim to the play... first Power Rangers movie get with Jim... Jim Sterling to play Ivan Ooze. Exactly. Uh, what have you got for... Oh, Jim you... Sterling plus goo. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your objectively terrible piece of media that you kind of love? Oh, um, have you ever seen The Stuff? Yes. I, I think a lot of people would argue that that's objectively terrible. Oh, yeah, no, that's objectively <laughs> terrible, and I kind of love it. Um, yeah. Uh, sentient frozen yogurt from space uh, that everyone's eating and makes your head explode and stuff. Um, I'm not explaining it very well, and I've do, misremembered bits of it, but... Do we both... Both of our picks are films about, like, weird sludge that, like, ah, you can eat it, you touch it, oh, no, it's doing things to you because you shouldn't have interacted (laughs) with it. Nobody's made a really good movie about that. And yet, I I can't help really, really loving the stuff. I I feel like the 80s and 90s were the era of just, like, slime in movies, and that's really gone away, hasn't it? Yeah, bring back sentient goo, When did we last get a good slime goo movie? Hmm... (laughs) Well, I mean, Pornhub's full of them. <laughs> hey! Um, <clears throat> Becky Hill. Oh, thank you for the book. Um, what, uh, what are you optimistic for? Huh. I am optimistic, and this is going to sound like I'm just trying to plug myself, but I'm really optimistic about next year with the book stuff. I, I've gone up and down a bit, but like, I'm optimistic that those books will do well when hmm. they come out. I am optimistic for them too. I, I keep getting things like this week we confirmed that we're doing an audiobook and I got a bunch of the people involved to like read things. So like, bye, bye. I got to have Justin McElroy's voice on an audiobook I put out. I'm, nice. quite, I'm quite hopeful about that. Boop, boop. What about you? Uh, yeah, that, that is my long term. I had the butt book specifically. Oh, I am, I am, thank you. I am long term optimistic for the butt book. Wow. I'm interested for the memoir as well, but I think I will have the most fun with the butler. The memoir is fun is good. Fun might not be the word for the memoir. No, a little bit harrowing there. <laughs> but hopefully, well, here's the thing: the end is quite hopeful. I know. Yeah, it has a positive end. You just got to do a bit of a I know. journey. I live to get at there. the end. I live at the end with the happy Laura. It's good. 
Um, short term though, um, the pre-unicorn dance party weekend with the nerds. Uh, that weekend we're going out dancing yeah. and unicorn dance party. Indeed, all these things. Yeah. Those yeah. things. Uh, Jenny Atorius. Hi, we met you at MCM. You're Hi. Awesome. Um, favorite method of avoiding horrors, horrors of a cruel and insane world. Hmm. Bury yourself in media. Uh, go out dancing. Yeah. Go out um, dancing. Forget the world. More of this. Play, play some video <laughs> games. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, um. <laughs> Uh, I've lost my train of thought now. Even <laughs> um, a b- 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 board games with friends, very yeah. much so. Like just, just do like, the things you love. Do things to distract you with people you care about. Yeah, be be with the people you care about, the people that you feel safe around, and do the things you love. Yep. However, you yeah. can do those things. Yeah. Um, or you know, the other one I quite like is just going out into the woods for a walk. Yeah. Go for a nice walk in the dark up a hill to uh, watch some fireworks. Yeah. Uh, the Wonder Gooma would like to know, what is better, a cloak or an overcoat? Ooh. I've always been a fan of cloaks. Uh, I own a couple of cloaks, and, and I think I, I look pretty good in a cloak. Um, I I do like an overcoat. I have worn overcoats in the past. Um I don't really have the I don't really have the figure to make an overcoat look good because I think to make an overcoat look really good I think I think like there for my own personal taste anyway like I'm not saying that you can't if you are not but like if you happen to be sort of a bit hourglassy shape and then the 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 belt in the oh, middle yes, pulls yes. you in quite nicely that's an aesthetic I quite like, but I don't have the option of. I just feel magical in capes, so. I like. I, I love. Uh, I, the, every time I wear my cape, I do spend sort of a considerable amount of time just sort of gripping it about halfway down and going swish swish noises. <laughs> just like superhero cape. Oh, yeah, and doing this. The the one cape bit over one. one over doing the a little of Phantom the of the Opera here. Uh, yeah, a little bit of hooded claw. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Um, Jorts in the shell. <laughs> Uh, we'd like to know what is your favourite piece of long form or slash academic uh, game criticism. Ooh, hmm. Have you got an answer for this prepared? No, no. Um, I can't really think. Like, I I don't tend to remember the articles very much. If someone brought up an article that you'd written, I'd probably remember it if it was uh, mentioned but off the top of my head I couldn't tell you a piece of I, here's the thing I can't off the top of my head think of one that I want to like, someone else's that I would jump on and go that's the one mm-hmm. I've got one of my own that I'm really proud of Do which it. is that uh, that Peter Molyneux uh, oh yeah that Peter Molyneux interview I was really proud of that's the one where you made him cry isn't it a little bit a little bit but it's alright it's okay you're still okay. friends Ish. I occasionally get Skype messages from him. He doesn't seem to hate me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's always nice that you, you can make someone cry and still be, you know, <laughs> on speaking terms afterwards. Tricky would like to know how long, how far, and how much. Um, all of the distance, all the way over there, and all of it. Um, that's very similar to my answer. As long as it takes all the way and all the support in the war against inequality and fascism. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jacob Marion would like to know what is one skill that you wish you could master but you haven't yet or can't? Uh, playing the guitar. I just don't have the um, the the finger dexterity for it. The mm. coordination. The the fine motor control. That's the that's, thing. 
Hooray, dyspraxia, I don't have any fine motor control. That's my answer as well. Yay! Um, and, and, you know, you can, you can say that it's a matter of practice, but for when you're, when you've practiced pretty much every day for six months and you can't even do, like, more than three chord changes in succession, I think you have to accept, and you can't play an F at all, yeah. I think you have to accept that guitar playing is perhaps not for My you. My fingers don't do what I tell them. Yeah. 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 I They're don't naughty fingers. I'm alright with a wind instrument. I can blow things. Yeah. I'm alright with a recorder. I, I'm alright with an ocarina. Yeah. Um, I could probably play a slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What other yeah. questions we got? Um, uh, Gavo Sipilevsky would like to know, if you were to cameo in a game or game series, what would it be and what would your cameo be like? I will be in Beyond Good and Evil, and I'll be another journalist who's just in the background being like, yeah, down with the fascist alien government. Nice. I'll just be in the background doing journalism. Uh, I'd be in a Rabbids game. Ooh. I'd be wearing, like, a Rabbids onesie, and just sort of like, you know, I'd just be sort of almost off the screen on one side, maybe. <laughs> Like, just waving at someone. In, or, maybe in a crowd uh, shot somewhere. Maybe in a crowd shot, or, like, um, pulling, like, a plunger off my face to reveal it was me underneath. <laughs> um, but, very, like, with very clearly a zip up at the front. <laughs> um, in, in, like, a Rabbids crowd scene. I think that'd be quite fun. Oh. Maybe smooching Rabbid Peach. Hehehe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I've got to change, change, change over Change the page. Change the page. What's on the next page? Ah. Uh, Freyferb Fringe would like to know what for both of you is a piece of media that you love that starts bad and gets good? Hmm, starts bad and gets good. Actually, I've got an answer for this. Mm -hmm. The first Mass Effect game. Mass Effect 1 starts shit. It is slow on plot, has a really bland shooting section and really doesn't do anything to like get you into that game. Mm. I tried playing that game and stopped like within the first three hours multiple times before I got past the bit that's bad and got to where it's like, oh, here's all the characters and here's all the interesting people and here's all the plots you care about and all the, the interesting places to shoot things. Mm. Like, that's a game that starts bad and gets good. I've got a couple and they're both probably going to be quite distressing to some people because um, I suppose they would be slightly controversial choices. Um, the first one I thought up was Adventure Time. Because the yeah. first season of that is not its best. Oh, yeah, no, like, we've had this conversation. I tried watching Adventure Time a few times and kept not getting through the first season. The cause... first season can be a bit gruelling at times. Yeah, it's. I've seen later stuff from that show and it definitely seems to be better later than it is early. It, it gets uh, so much better and it's it's weird. Recently I, I started watching it again and... We both like, did. Shh. <gasps> I don't think we've made a secret of the fact we're watching it. <laughs> um, yeah, and and there's bits in... There's just lines in there that aren't good. Just, uh, like, objectively bad lines at times. And the way certain characters act have been slightly wonky. And then you get to the finale, which I watched, like, a couple of months ago. And I was in fucking tears for four hours. <laughs> yeah. Um. So clearly a lot changed <laughs> in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is weird, sort of going back to those first episodes and just going, eh. Um, so yeah, it, it's not bad, bad, but it's certainly not as good as it, it gets. That definitely seems like a good pick. Uh, the other one would be Star Trek Next Generation. 
because no Star Trek really starts all that good. Yeah, it is a lot of world building for a while. Troy, the galactic space cheerleader. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's 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 a lot in that first season and season and a half that's not the best. There's some brilliant stuff in there as well. Like it, that, it was a it was a bit of hit and miss. Though. It's not consistent. It's not consistent, and it hasn't really sort of grown into itself yet. But again, you know, by the time the sort of getting towards sort of season five, uh, season six and seven, like it's getting pretty damn epic. You've got some um, awesome stuff going on there. But like Encounter of Farpoint is not the best episode yeah. in the world. Uh, Any more questions? Yeah, Ollie Hood. What's your favourite number? Ooh, I don't know. That's a, diff- a difficult one. Have you got a favourite number? Forty-two. Forty-two. Is it because of the 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 hitchhiker? Because of the towel thing. The towel thing. Um, I'm gonna say sixty-nine because it makes me do a giggle. <laughs> it's a it's, it's a sex number. <laughs> it's also got rotational symmetry. It does. It's really satisfying as a number. Yeah, I I'm, I like it for, for for multiple reasons. You can make a very satisfying sort of yin yang symbol out of out yeah. of a six and a nine. Yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. Uh Drob. Hi, Drob. Hi, Drob. Uh, we'd like to know: Have you seen the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? No, I've not started yet. Um. So I was a bit put off by the the first things I heard about it were like the cat doesn't talk anymore and what? I was like yeah they have a sale on the cat he doesn't talk um and apparently like the the aunts lack the sort of two elderly lesbians energy that they once upon a time had and I'm like oh. I feel sad about this apparently there's a lot of gay stuff later on um I've also heard like some stuff about like apparently it's a little bit sexualizing of characters who are like in school still, Ooh. which I've not watched it myself, but like I've heard, mm. I've heard conflicting things. Now, see, the thing that got me that I've heard I'd heard about was the fact that they were equating witchcraft to uh, witchcraft to Satanism, huh. and that's not cool. Yeah, I got a lot of witchy friends, and that's not cool. I I want to check it at some point. But there's been enough things where I've been like, I'm not gonna rush to watch to watch this. Yeah, there's other things on my list I could be watching. It's not demanding my attention right now. Mm. But uh, yeah, let's know if 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 it is good. If it does have some redeeming qualities, Uh, that is it for questions. So, (gasps) do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, enjoying the enjoy, enjoying a lot of fireworks recently, but uh, it does lead to a certain degree of concern, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. As much as I enjoy seeing a good firework, I I got my own struggles with them. I I struggle with the uh, sound of them occasionally. Uh, I, I you know, it's not the worst thing in the world for me, but yeah. I I think it's important we spare a thought for. You know those those in the world for whom this uh, fireworks season can be a little more uh, traumatic. I think exactly. You know, and you know, 
there's obviously the issue of animals that gets brought up quite a lot. You know, the, there's a lot of uh, very sensitive dogs and cats and, and, and various other animals. I can't imagine a chinchilla doing terribly well at this time of year. There was a very uh, sad story I saw pop up literally this week. There was uh, a horse that just ran until it died because it was... Uh, very terrified by nearby fireworks being set off constantly. Yeah, and where whereas people can very much, you know, do things, do a lot more, I suppose, for a dog or cat living in a, a suburban household, they can probably be, you know, a, a bit more sort of taken care of and spent time with. I, I suppose horses being out of doors a lot of the time probably... Probably not much you can do with that. Well, what, what you can do is, if you're doing a fireworks display, be a bit, you know, conscious of... If you're going and doing fireworks out in a field somewhere, think about yeah. the fact that there's going to be wildlife around. Yes. But you might want to go like, look, this is happening. Just check that. You know, make sure we're not doing this anywhere near wildlife that might get distressed. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, like if you're doing a home residential one, maybe just warn people who live like, you know, a few doors either side of you. Hey, I'm going to be doing fireworks just... So you're aware there might be some loud banging near your near your home. Yeah, and then that sort of falls into the sort of the help of advising people who might have like PTSD or exactly, something like that. Exactly. Yeah, or people who might have sensory processing uh, things. Yeah. Just making sure if 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 these people are going to be very very close to where you're doing fireworks, maybe just you know it doesn't hurt to give them a heads up. Um, exactly. Like we we had the other night fireworks going off right right near me, right near where I was. Unexpectedly, can't be more than a tour or two down. Can't be. Yeah, I couldn't. Didn't see it was, that. It was far too. I was having a bad time. It was not you a were. good time with that 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 volume. But uh, yeah, I think like it doesn't hurt to just go. You know, a couple of doors either side. Make sure people know. Don't do it in like you know near wildlife out in the wilderness. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I like. For me, fireworks is more about the spectacle, about the you know the 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 sight of it, rather than the actual explosions. So, I don't know. Perhaps you know we could try and do something to make fireworks less noisy. I realise essentially they are basically explosions, but you do see ones that you know don't seem to make an awful lot of noise, but have amazing colours and so forth. You know. So what's to say that we could maybe do less of the uh, the air grenades and more of the you know. Pretty twinkly things. Indeed. Just, Call me a killjoy if you like. I'm not saying you can't do these things, but just like, you know, maybe be a bit thoughtful about how you do them. Exactly. You know, maybe take a bit more care about, you know, say like for inner cities, you do less of the explodey things. And then for, you know, where there is, it's going to disturb less people overall. Uh, and, you know, and as long as you can keep it away from, from farm yeah. animals, or, perhaps. Or try and do them on the nights that people expect them, like, you know. Yeah, rather than several weeks. You know, you've maybe got the weekend before and weekend after bonfire night and bonfire night itself. And maybe just restrict to those. Well, isn't there's there's another one around this time as well, isn't there? That's that's usually celebrated with fireworks. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember either. But I think you're right. But like, you know what? Like, keep it to those like the the nights that like you know are are sort of designated nights. Yeah, Diwali was the one I was thinking. Oh, Diwali, and that's uh, that's 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 not far off of uh, seventh seventh of November this year. Well, that's it. So like, you know, that first week or two in November. People know to be prepared for it. Don't catch them off guard by some, you know, fireworks in the middle of nowhere time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing is that very often you'll find it's mo. It ends up being most of the month. We've had we've had a couple like right at the beginning of uh, or right towards the end of last month before like Halloween and stuff. And then we got uh, then we obviously we had 
this weekend we had specifically yesterday because it was it was bonfire night yesterday. Uh, we got uh, Diwali tomorrow. Yeah, and then you know. Uh, you tend to get that sort of rolling on a little bit. I imagine there's a few people in the UK even who will celebrate like Fourth um, of July, uh, um, which is obviously earlier in the year, and then you've got Thanksgiving. Some people will do fireworks for that. Yeah, it, it's it does seem to go on very much throughout just, November. Just just be thoughtful of the fact that these are like potentially potentially scary explosives you're setting off. Yeah, and you're like. The least you can do is keep them away from animals and warn people so that they can, you know, be safe. Exactly. And it's not about trying to stop people having fun. It's about, you know, have fun, but be a bit considerate of other people. Be considerate of the fact that you're having fun with fire, with explosives. And maybe don't set fire to effigies of tower blocks. Yeah, that's a bit shitty. That's very shitty. Yeah. Should we have that oak? Oh, please, mate. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Good old platonic hugs. Always, always. It was very nice to just, you know... Yeah, just... uh, just, Recharge the soul. Recharge the soul. Get the oxytocin in there. It's good for you. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be generally a much more positive week this week, I think. Could have been worse. Well, I think we we made the effort to to make it overall less set. Right, should I have that that cup of tea? Yeah, yeah, I'll put the kettle on. Laura? Yes? Where can you find you on the internet, darling? Where can you find me on the internet? You that can find me the on the internet. I'm not going to do that voice the whole way through this. You can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. You can find me Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 at kotaku.co.uk. You can find my books at various places. You can find uh, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is on Unbound. Uh, we recently added an audiobook tier, so you can now Ooh. like read the the ebook while I read in your ears, and so do Justin McElroy, Greg Miller, Tim Gettys, uh, Jim Sterling, Ashens, uh, a bunch of other people. Probably by the time this episode goes up, uh, will read the book into your ears while you look at the pretty pictures. Uh, you can find Uncomfortable Labels, which is coming out in July 2019. You can find that on various online retailers. Um, Amazon in most countries, Book Depository in the UK. You can find me on Dice Funk. It's 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons Realplay Podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, and 5. They're all self-contained stories. Season 3, I don't show up until a little ways in, but stick with it. What about you? Where are you on the internet? I am Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. I can Janaris Magnet on SoundCloud, where you may be listening to this now. I can also be found on StoneMonkeyRadio.blog, where I write reviews and stuff. And every Thursday I am over at uh, twitch.tv slash Janiac. That's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Uh, where I'm on Twitch doing streaming, games, whatever takes my fancy. And I, I chat to the fans. And sometimes you come along and we play Mario Party together. Yay! And it's fun. It is fun. It is fun. And so maybe at some point we'll do some Jackbox on there too. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Right. So that's us. So until next time, be a stranger. Yeah.